It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA final starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Off Guard. I'm your one of your hosts, Austin Rivers, with my guy, Pasha Hagigi. What's up, man? I'm fresh out, of the, uh, fresh out of the hospital, man. <laughs> I'm back. I'm healthy. It's good to have another episode, man. You were down bad, huh? I didn't believe it when you told me last week that you were sick, and then I found out you were in the hospital, so yeah. I, my, my apologies. Yeah, I wasn't... Uh, haven't been feeling the best. Uh, we had the flu kind of going around, and I en- ended up getting... Uh, influenza B, uh, which really knocks me knocks me back a little bit. I'm this is like my second day back to normal. So health is wealth, man. I uh, all you think about when you're sick is just being healthy. I, I could care less about honestly basketball or anything in life. I just wanted to be healthy to be with my kids and stuff. So I'm very grateful to be back. Were you in a quarantine situation, or were you were you with your families? I know it was your kid's second birthday. It was. I ended up missing it. I had to miss his birthday party, uh, which really sucked. I was at home sick. I just didn't want to risk, you know, getting him or my other son, and you know, obviously in- infected. That's the last thing I'd want is them to end up getting the flu too. So they're good. They're healthy. Uh, I'm good. So you know, just gonna keep pushing forward, bro. You know what I think? I'm gonna do- go ahead and purchase after we get off the pod today. A blue verified check on Instagram. Because everybody has them now, and I think I can get one, and no one's going to know if I bought it or if it just kind of was granted to me. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Would you judge me? I, I don't really care. I think it's really weird that they're doing that. But I guess in today's world, everyone gets a ribbon. Everyone gets everyone's first place. Everyone's special. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a pod that you just have to listen to. <laughs> did you did you see that in North Carolina they're thinking about banning participation ribbons in good sports? Good, they should ban it. For you listening out there, not all of you your, your kids aren't all winners. Some of you have <laughs> losers. <laughs> just, I was I was one of the people getting those participation ribbons. Uh, you're telling me I'm going to go home trophyless? It, it sets you up for failure in the real world, hasn't it? Not everything's sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> No, I found out early on I wasn't going to make the NBA when I started hanging out with guys like you or Chandler, and you guys were so good. And I found out really early on, okay, I'm not good enough to ever make the NBA. And when other kids have all these dreams, 
I can be whatever I want to be. I knew immediately in the beginning, I am not, I cannot be whatever I want to be. I cannot be in the NBA. You know, all jokes aside, it's just one of those things I, I've never believed in. The participation awards is really just a joke. I mean, if you want to have it in pre-K or kindergarten, like up until like age eight or nine, I guess that's cool. But after that, like participation awards are absolutely ridiculous. I don't even believe in anything past third place. Do you want to brag about being fourth? It's a joke. It depends on how many people are in it. If I'm fourth out of 100, then yeah, I, I want some kind of an award. Sure, man. Are you going to be one of those guys that coaches your kids when they're in youth sports? I would like to, yeah. I think so. You know, because that's the fun age to, to coach them. Once they get older, you want to kind of let them grow and do their own thing by themselves. But when they're like, like I said, that that early, early age, four, five, six, seven years old, yeah. I coached my son a little bit last summer. I could see you end, ending up being like one of the, like the T. Morant kind of father. Courtside, maybe with a red cup, kind of having I, a good I don't, time. I don't even know how you meant that, and nor do I know how to take that. Well, first of all, I'm assuming that your kid's going to make the NBA, both. And then I'm assuming that you're going to be courtside right there. I don't think you're going to be like in a in like a box seat or a suite somewhere. I feel like you're going to be out there, vocal. If my son was in the NBA, I would not sit courtside. You're gonna, so where would you sit? Not in the seats that the team give you. Yeah, I would sit Those, the normal. The, was, seat, the, the seats that the team give you are never that good. Staples Center gives the they don't give no, you good I, seats. No, I, I would, I would, I would be in the seats that like my kid got. You know, what I mean, like that he actually has for right. himself. Yeah, I, I would be like sixth, seventh row, man, in the middle of the crowd, like just kind of ducked off, watching my son play. I want it to be about him. I don't want the camera to see me. I don't want to be courtside. When I see parents sitting courtside, man, it's just, it's really, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, I don't get that. You know, I, no, thank you. Speaking of kids of NBA players, did you see that Bronny's NIL was 7 million? Yeah, that's just in high school insane. Is that, how do you feel about that? $7 million for a high schooler. There's guys, that, so LeBron could tell people that are guarding him, my son makes more than you. I mean, we know why he got that. He got that because he's the son of LeBron James. But it doesn't change the fact that he's getting it, though. I think it's crazy. Seven million? Does that make you mad? You were a top... Imagine if this was going on when you were the number one no, I mean, uh, if, player in high school. Yeah, I, I, if this was going on while I was in high school, I, I probably would have signed a $50, 60000000 million deal with Under Armour. I'm not even kidding. You were that tight with Under Armour? Yeah. So what, what made you sign with Adidas when you got to the NBA? Well, I ended up going to... I ended up going to Duke, which kind of burnt the bridge of the Under Armour, because that's such a big Nike school. So at that point, you just become like a free slate. And then Adidas just ended up coming with the best deal for me. And obviously, 11 years later, I'm still with Adidas. But if they had these type of deals in high school, when I was playing with my, you know, I was the number one player in the country at the time. You know, Bronny's not even, I don't even know. What is Bronny ranked? Uh, I don't know. I think it fluctuates. But let's say he's top 30. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I was, there was no fluctuation with me. I was one. You know what I mean? It's a very easy number to remember. I was number one in the country. And with the mixtape era that was out then, if they had deals then in high school, I would have probably added an extra 20 to $30 million on my net worth. I mean, that's just the the, the fact. But the, you know what, though? Like, we had to walk so they could run, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just everything's a part of progression. If I, if I sounded bitter towards Bronny, that would just be just, I don't know. I, I don't like, when I hear guys talk negative about how NBA players are currently making their money. It's just like, it never looks good. It never sounds good. You know, I'm actually happy that these kids are making money. You know, Bronny might not be a top tier player in his class, but he's definitely gotten better over the past couple of years. He performed well in the McDonald's game and showed that he was at least in the same, you know, categories, those other guys that were out there with him. Uh, he's now, I think, in the Nike Hoop Summit right now, and he's playing well. And most most impressively with Bronny, uh, to have that type of shadow casted over him and the type of expectations and media, you know, just really looking over him. You know, it's a magnifying glass, just looking at everything he's done. He's been able to handle it really, really well. So I tip my hat off to him for that. You know, is $7 million a little extreme? Probably for a guy that's ranked 30, but at the end of the day, his dad's you know, the... He's got the relationship with Beats. He's got the relationship... His dad already yeah, has a relationship yeah, that's laid a, out the, for Everything's him, yeah. already been there for him to kind of, you right. know, like you said, his dad has everything kind of laid out for him to to walk into. And and then Bronny's handled it well, man. Like, you, you never see him really say anything ignorant or get into trouble. He's a very, you know, mild-mannered dude. He just handles his business and 
you know, you can see that, you know, Bronny and his other brother, Bryce, you know, have, have learned well from his dad and his mom, you know, they've raised him well. So I'm actually happy for the kid. I'm happy for all the college kids and high school players out there making their money, man. Cause most of them won't make the NBA. Bronny probably will, but a lot of these guys won't make the NBA uh, and won't make a lot of money outside of, or after, you know, college is over. And it's, it's nice to see them get a little bit of checks because before that money was going to God knows who, and these colleges and the NCAA were feasting off of these talented kids. So it's about damn time. You mentioned that Bronny's in uh, Nike Hoop Summit right now. Do you, re- when, you know what I think of when I think of your Nike Hoop Summit game? I think of Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo. Bismack Biombo. I, 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 I already knew where you were going with this. <laughs> He's a dominant performance, though. I, it, well, what, I thought he was Matumbo. What did he have that game? He was the closest thing, too. Are, would you say that? And this is out of, this is no disrespect, but take it how you want. Are you the reason that he might have gotten a, been a top ten pick? Because he had a lot of blocks on you, played really well. <laughs> he only had one block on me. I also let us in Some, score. I also had like twenty that game. I had like twenty one, and we beat him. So, but after that game, he ended up being a top ten pick for sure. Before that game, there was no way he was going lottery. It wasn't because of me. I outperformed every guard that I played against. Did you know about him going into the game? Like, did you know they had a guy that I had absolutely no idea who that dude was? He looked like. Uh, your run-of-the-mill overseas player. I, I, I had no idea who that guy was. And then he just starts dominating the game. And yeah, like you said, he was looked like Dikembe out there. It was ridiculous. Last night, the Lakers played the Clippers and they lost. It wasn't really close at all. And LeBron, the Lakers won a back-to-back and LeBron basically said, it, you know, he said, yeah, they had an overtime game in Utah the night before and that's kind of the reason. Our back-to-backs... Do you really feel it on a back-to-back, or is it overrated at this point? Like, is it is it being overblown? Like, like the way you feel on a back-to-back? I mean, no. It's just, it's just. I mean, a, a back-to-back is tough, you know. Especially with, it's hard for me to comment on that because I don't have the same, I don't have the same weight on my shoulders as LeBron James does. I mean, this is a guy who plays thirty plus minutes a night. Uh, and and they were in overtime the night before too yeah. in Utah. You know, with the elevation, you know, it's it's a lot, and then you get out of there in that environment and go straight to LA to play like a waiting Clippers team who was really amped to play. Obviously, especially you could see Russ's energy. That's a really tough situation to be in, but it's part of the NBA. We all go through it. We, we, we play Saturday. We've had four days off this entire week doing nothing. And then they make us play Saturday in Austin and play a back-to-back Sunday versus New Orleans. Uh, The NBA scheduling is a, is a fucking joke. I, I don't know who's, who's in charge of that. And, who puts that together, but they, they need to fire themselves. It's, it's, it makes zero sense. These games coming up for you are pretty tough. Um, well, they're super important. I wouldn't say tough. I don't know if the Spurs are tough. Every game matters. How do you, how do you feel about you guys potentially being in the play-in? Are there, is there a team that you want to see? I don't know if you even want to say that, but... I mean... The, the team's no, out there. I mean... I, I'm at that point now, and I think the best way to be as a basketball player is just, just line them up, man. Just play, 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 play whoever, bro. Like the anytime you're trying to start finesse, like who you want to play, and oh, we, if we lose this game, we'll play this team, or if we win, we'll play that. Like, bro, just just play the game the right way, and then whoever you play, you play. You got to beat the best to, to beat the best anyway. So who cares? Well, people are definitely avoiding the Suns at four. No one, I, I, it seems like no one wants to be five, or that's what everyone thinks at least. But it looks like the Clippers are trying to get in there. The Clippers Suns would be a good series, by the way. That's a seven game series. That'd go either way. The Clippers are loaded. They're they're deeper than the Suns. The Suns are very top heavy. They just have you know, they have high level star power. That's what the Suns' strengths are. Um, but they're not as deep as the Clippers. So take what you want with that. Um, but the Clippers don't have Paul George, and that's a huge thing. That's a huge deal, obviously. So and they're saying he might come back. I doubt it, you know. It's to miss that much time and then come back mid series in a playoffs is usually just doesn't happen. So, uh, but still, they're still deep, man. Yeah. So, there isn't basically what you're saying is there's no team that you'd rather play. You don't care. Line them up. Because I I remember talking to you before about potentially playing the Thunder in a playing game and you were like, dude, they're even sneaky. Like, you think think we would like anything goes in one game, the Thunder, like they're a very tricky team. uh, Yeah. Thunder's a very tricky team. They're very young. They're playing free. They play with, uh, uh, it looks like just like a sense of nothing to lose. 
And uh, they have talented young players. I mean, you got Shea and Jalen and Giddy and that whole little roster that they have. Isaiah, uh, the Joe kids played really well, been a surprise pickup for them. They've had a lot of guys that have performed well. You know, that's that's a team that you play in a, in a situation where it's only one game, man. I got, that go to anybody. You've seen the NCAA tournament, anybody can win. Anybody can win in a in a one-game scenario. So, you know, you just can't sleep on anybody at that point. Well, did you watch the NCAA? Did you watch the Final Four? I had zero interest. I had zero interest with the teams that were left. I had no interest in watching UConn play San Diego State Tech. I don't even know who was in it or... or... Whoa. <laughs> Disrespect to San Diego State is nuts. No, no, but... no, no. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> shout, out, shout, out, and shout, out, shout out to San Diego State for even getting that far. But no, I have no interest. I, that's, the, that's the thing about upsets, right? It's like, it's great and all that there's upsets, but then you, you don't get, you don't get hundred percent. I always say that everyone wants parody and everyone wants these teams to be upset until you get the, the final four where there's a bunch of five seeds, eight seeds. You don't know what's going on. And you want to get like last year, they had Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova, basically all blue bloods and everyone loved it this year. Yeah. People complain, but that that's what happens when you go for all these upsets. 100%. You end up kind of getting like you end up getting, you know, like you just said, you not the top guys. And, you know, I, again, I tip my head off to UConn because they blew everybody out. But it's like, when you look at their players personnel-wise, it's like I I didn't really – I would have much rather watched like a Duke, Carolina, Kansas, uh, uh, Villanova, you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, again, they they beat everybody handedly, man. That They dominated the NCAA tournament. I didn't even realize that coach was Hurley. Oh yeah, I played against him in high school. He cussed. He like cussed me out in a co- in a high school game. Really? That that coach? Yes, the UConn. Wait, coach. Was that was the was he the coach at St. Patrick's? Was that no what, what, St. Benedict's? We played St. Okay. Benedict's. We played. I played St. Benedict's in the city of Palms, and I had forty seven, and I uh, you know I was talking my shit, man. I had forty seven points, and we beat the hell out of him. So I'm talking my shit and he like just like starts going, like just starts cussing me out. Uh to the like and like not like seriously. What was he, what was he saying? He said, what the fuck? Don't you don't, don't you talk trash over here, motherfucker? No, 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 no. Like something crazy like that. <laughs> Cause I was talking crazy. <laughs> Cause I was talking. He seems sh- kind of like an a- amped up guy, for sure. Yeah, man. He's one of those guys that just talk a lot. I, I don't know, man. But he's done well with Yukon. They it looks like he has a good spirit over there with those guys. He's done a hell of a job. They dominated the NCAA tournament. Um, his brother's amazing. His brother Bobby is a legend. His dad's obviously a legend. So it's good to see the, you know, the youngest brother get his little shine as well. You know, he just won a national championship. That's a big deal. So, you know, tip my hat off to him for that. That's their fifth title, and they've all been in the last twenty-five years. Do you think UConn's a powerhouse? Would you put them up there with the Dukes? Yeah, I mean that. Oh. No, they're not up there with Duke, but they've they've no no no, but that, they've. What I'm saying is you put them up there, though, as a top-tier program. Yeah, 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 for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Speaking of City of Palms, is that where you played Brandon Knight in high school, where you guys both had 40 or 50, some crazy game? Because that no, game was on TV, no. too. No, that was just like a regular season, just scheduled game. Yeah. But City- you grew up playing against Brandon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, grew up playing against Brandon. Um, Florida, as you know, is a hotbed for talent, man. We're very slept on. There's a lot of pros that come out of Florida. For sure. And speaking of uh, the NCAA tournament, I know you saw the women's game. I know you know what's going on with the Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, all the drama. Can't get enough John of it. John Cena, you can't see. Yeah. People can't you, get enough of it. What were your thoughts on that? What side, what side are you on? Are you, are you, do you think it was over the top, excessive? Do you think what's, you know, it's all fair when you're talking trash? What do you think? I don't think it was a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I think we live in an era of media blowing things out of proportion. I think we live in an era where ESPN and Fox or whoever have now become TMZ of, of sports. It's, it's, it's everything gets blown out of proportion. Everything has to get talked about. Everything gets uh, incited and, and gets uh, magnified and gets blown out of proportion. And they add gasoline to everything and light a match. I mean, that's just every single thing. Oh my gosh, a girl waved her hand and pointed to her finger to another girl that was talking trash to her earlier in the game. Like that's part of sports. For the history of competitive sports, there's been trash talk. No matter if it's girls or boys, there's been trash talk. I do think this was a little bit unique in the fact that it was women's basketball and people aren't maybe used to women acting like that, but at the end of the day, they're competing out there just like men are. It shouldn't have been a big deal. They made the biggest deal of this 
and ESPN and everybody, just every analyst and, and news person, uh, TV personality couldn't wait to talk about who's in the wrong and why she was doing too much. And people were trying to make them hate each other. They were really trying to pick apart Angel Reese's character, which was wrong. And they were trying to pin her against Caitlyn. And then obviously Caitlyn put that to bed when she came out and was like, well, I have nothing against her. What she did was totally fine. I'm a big fan of her. And it just killed the whole thing right there. So it's just like, it's just so silly, man. But that's just like the era we live in. It's like you go on Instagram and because there's so many media outlets, there's so many podcasts, there's so many TV shows covering sports. The only way that yours can get ahead in today's day is to have drama. And it's to get clicks and views and likes. And they're going to use anything and everything to blow up anything. That's why the Lakers are talked about an annoyingly amount. That's why the Dallas Cowboys are talked an annoying amount. It's, it's, that's, that's what they do. They, they cover what they know gets attention. And in this situation, you had two women just talking simple trash to each other. And uh, well, one thing, it. one reason it was a big deal too is it was the most watched women's college basketball game of all time. So everyone was seeing it. It was a big deal. But I agree. The, the trash talking, it's fine. I was told, because I haven't seen a lot of women's basketball this year. I haven't watched LSU that much. I was told that Angel Reese actually has been doing this all year. And that's just how she plays, and she talks a little bit, and she does that. So she's been doing it all year. So instead of making it about either race or something against Caitlin Clark, that's kind of the way she acts. apparently acts all the time. That's just her game. So I think people are just overblowing it now and making it a big deal and bringing race into it. I think it's ridiculous. But I will say, Joe Biden should not have said that Iowa basketball team's invited to the White House. Well, I think well. it was you don't Jill. Invite the loser. I think it was yeah, Jill. Jill. You don't, you, I said, Jill, yeah, you don't invite... You don't invite the losing teams. They lost by 16 or something. You don't. What about the teams in previous years that lost by four? Like they don't get invited, but the team that lost by 16 does. That was a mistake. Come on. Well, we both know what that was about. You want to say it or I do? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Like, exactly. I think <laughs> okay. It's yeah. I, think, I think it's ridiculous that they. That, and then Andrew Ruiz came out and said that, well, we'll, we'll go to the Obamas. You can't invite yourself to the Obamas' house for dinner. Like, I think, could, you picture, could you picture Barack Obama just at home? eating, you know, a salad and just seeing that being like, oh shit, like people are coming over. Like you don't get to invite yourself over. <laughs> so that was kind of nuts too. And it just, well, Jill, it's, it's, so Jill, so Jill came out and said, I'm going to talk to Joe because I would like to have both teams come to the white house. That's what she said. There's a video of it. And right. it just rubbed everybody the wrong way, especially, uh, the, the LSU team, just because they're like, first off, it's never happened. Secondly, we blew them out. And right. third, if we lost, there's no way in hell they would have been invited. No way. No chance. I agree no with chance. that. That's a good point. And I that's, thought about that. And that's because of what? Exactly. We all know what we're thinking. <laughs> we all know what we're thinking right now. And we all know what that is. And that's why it rubbed everybody the wrong way. And it irritated a lot of people because that's why. That's just bottom line. Yeah, but I do think that now, like, okay, let's put it all to bed. LSU, just go to the White House, do your thing, like everyone else has done in the past. And hopefully, we can just move on from it because now we are, I feel like, taking away from what was an exciting game. I mean, Kaylin Clark is unlike any must see TV, like, yeah, un unbelievable. Like, I think she's the next star of the of women's basketball. She, she's for sure. made she's made women's basketball relevant. She really did, and so did Angela Reese. That whole team did. The LSU, they, they, the LSU's run. Uh, there's a lot of exciting girls basketball players right now in college basketball to the point where, honestly, people would rather watch college basketball for women rather than the WNBA. It, they make more money in college anyway, so most of them are staying. And most of them, they stay four years anyway. But you got Buckers, uh, Buckners, uh, the girl from... Buckers. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, for uh, UConn, she comes back because yeah. she's off of an ACL injury, so she'll be back next year, which will be exciting. You got Van Leith over at Louisville. There's a lot of talent. Then you got LSU that's going to run it back. You got a, South Carolina's always a powerhouse and you see what they've built, been able to build with their coach who's really turned into like a household name. There's a lot of excitement when you talk about college basketball. There was more this year with women's than there was for men. The women's college basketball tournament was more exciting than the men's. Right. And I'm of the belief that basketball is always evolving. On the men's side, everyone talks about it, like, you know, Jordan versus LeBron. I think that basketball is evolving. Go watch a game from the 80s. No one's doing Euro steps or it's just not that advanced. And that's not their fault. That's just the way it is. And I'm happy to see that. It looks like women's basketball is also evolving. They're part of it too. And yeah. Caitlin Clark, she's a bucket. Now, what I'm thinking is 
when she gets to the WNBA, the way she plays, like that usage rate of like a Trey Young, Luca, James Harden on the Rockets, is she going to be allowed to do that in the WNBA with all those good players where she has the ball in her hands, where she's shooting the shot or making the pass? Because I haven't seen that in the WNBA yet. No one does that. That's it. Yeah. more of an NBA thing. And people yeah. don't like it with the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's a good point, man. You know, I don't, I don't really have the answer to that one. Uh, what do you think? I just, I would like to see her with the ball in her hand and do those things, but it's just going to be tough. I don't know. We have to see what people, if she's on a team with do other you, good when players. You, when, when you see it, when you see Caitlin Clark, do you see a little Jimmer Fredette? Well, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You I, see I a little, you see Ste- a little, you see a little Adam Morrison or do you see Steph Curry I, where, where it translates? I thought Steph Curry. I thought Steph Curry. I thought like three pointers. Teammates love playing with her. She was making the right pass. Like, I don't remember Jimmer Fredette being a good passer, dude. Like, Caitlin Clark was throwing, doing like Alonzo ball, throwing it ahead a lot. Her passing was really good. I think she her broke skill, the record her, for assists. Her, her skill level seems so superior to the people around her. I, I just, I still see it translating to the NBA, as well as her confidence. She's such a high confident uh, uh, her swag, woman. Her swag was insane. Yeah, she, she, she has, was out there. Yeah. And it's very infectious. And it's very, uh, you just end up wanting to kind of cheer her on and watch her play. So... I would have to, yeah, I would lean towards the Steph. I, I, I see it translating into the WNBA, so. All right. I want to switch gears here a little bit. I, I really wanted to get to this with you. I don't know if you saw, but the new CBA, they changed a couple of rules. They First, they said that they're going to stick with the one-and-done rule. Players can't come straight out of high school to the NBA. Do you like that, or do you miss the days where people were coming out of high school? Um, I know you would have went out of high school if that was the rule. That rule wasn't in place for you. So do you like that the NBA is going to stick to it? I needed college, you know. I I, I needed a year of college. Uh, right, but, you, you were the you were the you were the number one player in the nation. I, I don't at that t- at the time where people were going straight from high school to the NBA. The number one player rarely went to college. Yeah, I probably would have been out. Probably would have right. went to the league. So but, do you like the one and done rule? I do. I do. Uh, you know, go to college for one year. Dominate college first if you're that good. Yeah, or the G League or. Yeah, whatever, whatever way you want to. Now they got all different types of routes, you know. But now that money's not an issue, and these kids are able to get paid and help their families straight out of high school, even in high school, then you know, I I, I think the rule is a good rule. Um, I really wasn't against either or, but I, I think kids going to college and for the sake of college basketball, man, I, I'm happy it happened because then nobody would watch if, if the best players just weren't even going to college anymore, man, like why the hell would I watch? I, I have no interest in watching college, college basketball already is in trouble. Like, cause a lot of these guys are going to the, you know, overtime league or G G league or whatever league that they have overseas. They got all these different avenues for players to get to the NBA. Now college basketball is the worst it's ever been, man. Like, you know, how boring it is to watch college basketball these days, bro. Like I, nobody, well, watches, unless it's, unless it's, unless it's women's. Yeah, right. And then you're watching it. <laughs> That's my point. Like, so like I, I, I'm very happy they made this rule. It'll, it'll navigate talent, I think, back to the NCAA. Or uh, not back, but it'll keep talent. It'll keep it. Right. It'll, it'll keep talent in the college basketball. So, yeah, I'm happy they made the rule. Another rule that they did was you have, a 60, you have to have played 65 games minimum to get an award in the NBA. People didn't yeah. like that, you know, guys. So, did you agree with that? I think that's stupid. So, if you miss... Because so, so if you play 62 and dominate all 62 games, you don't get it. You don't. You can't make the first team. Can't make it. All. People are mad about. People are mad about the load management. Players are playing. You know, star players are playing less than ever. So short. Short in the season. Short in the season. Sure. Then, then they're losing money though. That's not going to happen. Oh, that then that's what the, 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 NFL's NFL's gaining games. NBA's the, not going to go shorter. Well, that's because they're they play like 12 or whatever the fuck it is. It, it, it's like week 16. It's like week 16, and these guys have played 13 games, and they're like. We, we we play 82 man like i'm not saying you got to you got to shorten the season to 60 games i'm not saying you got to cut 22 games but you could short the season to 72 games just 10 games would make a difference in players sitting out games it just seems like the nba keeps making so many rules man to incentivize guys sitting out it really does even well they're trying to adapt to what's going on in the in the nba i mean like 20 years ago people weren't loading it wasn't there were no load management people yeah, were no, playing it, it out under the year yeah exactly and then a, a, after the their their careers are over they're they're walking around like kenny smith you you you, you nobody wants to I, I listen i i see my dad walk up and down a staircase man it's brutal it's brutal because back yeah. then they didn't have the same medical uh, uh, science that they have now. They didn't have the same treatment. They didn't have the same help. These guys wore out their bodies, man. Like, and that's why they didn't have load management. Okay. 
guys didn't load manage. They went out there and they played game after game after game after game, practice for three hours, practice for two hours, no off days, and you know, really hurt these guys' bodies, man. Uh, you, you would be shocked by the medical bills that are after a guy's done playing. And it looks like certain players have forced their the hand to have these rules in place. But there's all different types of things now, man. A midseason play-in, there's a midseason tournament. The fuck does that mean? What does that even I mean? mean? Just uh, I mean, it happens in other sports, so they have it, and you know, they but do why, other tournaments. Why, why can't soccer. we do? Why can't we do what's been do, going on for the past however many years? Like, why, why do we have to reinvent the wheel? It's a beautiful game, and everything's set up the same. Why, why, why can't we just? continue on the way everything's going. And I like Adam Silver. I think he's done a good job. But my goodness, man, this guy's like trying to fucking revel, trying to like change the game of basketball, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just, just it's some of this stuff's getting out of hand, bro. It's just get a midseason tournament. Like, wh where does this shit end? You already got the play in at the end of the goddamn season, which again, they talk about trying to get guys not to sit out games. So they make this rule uh, where you have to play 65 games minimum to be on an all-NBA team, but then you have play-in tournaments and mid-season tournaments, so you could be a goddamn temp seed and still have a chance to make the playoffs? If you wanted to make the playoffs, then why didn't you get your ass in the first eight seeds in the first place? Well, I don't want you to say that because that might come back to bite you. Timberwolves might be it in doesn't, the play It doesn't here. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, even if, it's, even if it's in the benefit of us this year, even if it's in the benefit of us this year, I would rather it be the best eight teams get in. If you don't get in, you don't get in. Then guess what? I'm at Coachella this year. We're a little old to be at Coachella. I am. Yeah, I'm you, a little. I'm not, a, I'm not. Speak yeah. for yourself. I'm 30. You're you're like you're like you're like 42 and counting. Okay, I'm, we'll take a break. I'm 36, and I think that's a good place to take a break for a minute. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wanted to ask you about Joel Embiid's performance the other night. Your father said that he locked up the MVP award. Do you agree with that? First of all, what a, what a performance! Dominated. I haven't seen a big. It just it it, remind, it took me back. It took me back to like when big Shaq was dominating. He obviously did it in a different way. He shot mid range shots, things like that. But just seeing someone dominate like that, get fifty in a, in a big game against a rival, and it, it felt important. How, what were your thoughts on that? Did he lock it up? Yeah, I, I think so. He's the most dominant player this year in the NBA. We think it's just time too, because Jokic won the last two. We all know it's in a it's 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 a popularity contest as well, man. It, it just is, especially with the media involved. It, it is a popularity contest, and it seems like the narrative. It's a narrative based award, and it seems like the narrative. Well, it's, they they like storylines. It's storyline, like you know, the year that KD left the Thunder, Westbrook was carrying the team without him, averaged a triple double. He won MVP that year. I thought James Harden probably should have won it. And it, it, they like the stories. Everyone likes the, the exactly. like you said, the narrative. Yeah. And it just seems like right now, the narrative is, you know, people want JoJo, man. You know what I mean? And he is deserving. I mean, they, they have the same record, essentially, as Denver. They're, I think they're like 52 and 27 or something like that. Um, they have the same record as Denver. So you, you put the record aside and the team aspect aside, you know, 
Joe's he's been in just the way he's doing it, man. He's just it's so dominating. It's just so dominating. And you could argue that you know Jokic has a better supporting cast uh, overall. You know he has. You think so? The six. I thought the Sixers maybe with you know you got James, you got Tyrese Maxey, you got Tobias Harris, and that's a squad. Sure, man. <laughs> okay. I mean, we got, I mean, I know you're. I know Aaron Gordon's your guy. Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. You were on the Nuggets, so I know you're going to big them up. But do you think I mean, that no, I, cast is better. I think. I think. I. Th- I mean, I think obviously, Joel Embiid has the second best player out of all that. He has. He has J- James Harden, who's better than every player on Denver, other than Jokic. But outside of that, from top to bottom. I think they're they're a deeper team. Yes, I do think so. And are we overthinking it? Giannis, best player, best record, best player on the best team. He could also win. Giannis yeah. could also easily win. I mean, it's those three could win. I mean, I don't think there's any wrong answer. I just, like you said, we both know it's a popularity contest and a narrative-based award. And the narrative right now is that Joel kind of deserves it, which he does, especially since Jokic has won it two years in a row, bro. It would be kind of disappointing almost if you won it th- for the third time. And, and and Joel Embiid, who's done what he's done this year in the style that he's done it, doesn't win it, man. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And I'm not saying that's why he should win it. I'm not up for, I don't believe in sympathy awards, but he's played so well and dominated so well that I think, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think he should win. So we both agree that Joel's going to win. Zach Eady from Purdue won, you know, he swept the awards in college basketball. The number one pick's going to be, you know, a seven foot four guy. Big men back? Is this is are we officially there? Maybe it's a copycat league. You know the big men went out of style just until it comes back around again. You know I think what will change a lot is if someone wins with the big men. You know it's one thing for Jokic to win MVPs. It's one thing for Joel Embiid to win an MVP and dominate the regular season. If someone wins an NBA championship with the center at the focal point, it'll change everything once again. Why why did it change before? You know because you had a team like the Warriors come in and have the success that they've had with the shooting that they've had and the league has changed to where now you got small basketball, you know, you got, you know, teams just hoisting and firing up threes. The whole game has changed. Analytics have changed a lot of that. Uh, but analytics don't always tell the whole truth. They don't always tell, you know, tell the, the full side of things. And, uh, you know, someone would have to win with the big for, I think, things to change heavily. I saw a, a post that you liked on Instagram the other day. It said, Reggie Bullock bought an island and is going to make it a resort for his family. And I saw that you liked it. What are your thoughts I'm on that? I'm a baller. Say what? Hi, roller, <laughs> baby. How, how big time is that? This guy bought an island. An island. That's pretty Reggie, Reggie Bullock. Shout, Bullock shout Island. Out, shout, out to, shout out to Bullock Island. I just, I just hope I get the invite, man. Is that something I, I, that you would, would like would, would want to do? No, buy an no, island? No, no. But I think it's really cool. It could be, end up being a very lucrative investment for him. You know I mean? I, you always read stories about athletes blowing through your money, and here's a guy trying to build a resort on an island and, and put some more money in his pocket. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's for his friends and family, though. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's making a resort that people go to and spend money. Oh, then I think it's a place for his, yeah. I it's think. still an I'm investment. It's still an investment. It's still a piece of land. It's an island. I wonder how much no, he bought sure. the island for. Yeah, I don't know. I think you should go island shopping after we get off here because that would be kind of nuts, and I would like to go to an island. But what would you call your island? Hmm, it's a good question. I'll get I'll get back to you on that one. I don't know what I'd it's gonna call be it. something. It's gonna be something with rivers. Two million. He Let's paid two. Mi- he paid two million for the island. That's not. I feel like the average NBA salary is like seven million. I think that it's do- it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. It's just I think when people see Reggie Bullock owns an island, it just really blows people's minds. But well, because the- no one else has done it. Yeah, he's the pioneer. No, he's the first guy to do it. Like I don't, I don't know an NBA player that's, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, the Ringer had they do this rewatchables. They had he got game, and they kind of went over that and talked about how it aged and everything. Best parts of the movie. Was that your favorite sports movie, or do you have another one? He got game is my second probably favorite sports movie, and your first is Space Jam. Remember the Titans is my favorite movie. Okay, that's not a bad one. Did you you weren't old enough to watch He Got Game when it first came out though, right? I mean, there's some there's some pretty graphic scenes there. Which one? He Got Game? Yeah. I used to get 
so nervous when that scene came in with Ray Allen and those two college girls that my mom was going to walk in the room when I was like in fifth, sixth grade. And I would rewind that scene like four times because I'd never seen, <laughs> I'd never seen titties that big. I've never seen titties that big on, on a woman's chest. It was, that, that scene is so insane. Him with the two women. I couldn't wait to go to college. Couldn't wait. And it's perfect casting with Rick Fox is the one that's just yeah, Rick, showing him around. Yeah, Rick Fox is showing him around the campus. I mean, that scene is just like, I remember watching that with my fiance and she's like, is that is that what the college visits were like? I was like, if you're a big time recruit, sort of, kind of. I'm not going to go into my experiences, but they're, they're not too far off of that. Well, I don't, yeah, we're not going to get you in trouble here. I don't think Duke University was throwing that at you. Well, you said what? What did you say? <laughs> Duke University, is, I don't think they were having a, a Rick Fox, uh, he got game moment. I mean, you'd be surprised what Duke's got going on. I mean, it's a college like anything else, and this woman at every college. I wanted to ask you a question. You and me were on the phone yesterday, and I talked to you a little bit about it. If you had a dinner with four people, anyone living, and you could have a dinner, who would be, it's five people including you, who would be at your dinner? And this will tell me a lot about you. Because I was, you didn't answer when I asked you yesterday. I know you were thinking. Hopefully, you've had time to kind of come up with something. Probably go MJ. But like, what I want MJ at my dinner? Like most people are gonna be like Obama, uh, Dave Chappelle. Is that look? I'm already, I, I'm already, I'm already two for two with you. you, you I'm do you not think Dave? For, you don't think Dave Chappelle would be a really good person to have at a dinner? Also, it depends on what kind of dinner am I having. Are we going out after? Is it like a fun? Are we a party dinner? Is if, it we're, a conversation? If, if we're going out after, I, if it's for pure entertainment, if it's for pure entertainment, I would have Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Chris Rock, and Will Smith. And I'd just sit back and eat my meal and watch. <laughs> that's, really, yeah, that's really good. Then for me, there's, that's not bad at all. For me, if there's a, there's a version of the dinner where it's going to be a great conversation, I'm going to learn a lot. It's very like enlightening. And there's a version of the dinner where it's a Friday night we're maybe going out after. And I want like Conor McGregor there, like ripping shots, and we're like, it's a party dinner. Dave Chappelle, Conor McGregor, Michael Jordan, and uh, uh, like Barack Obama or something would be like nuts. I mean, I, I don't even have anybody. I, I don't know. I can't answer that question, man. What would you want as the cuisine? What's your what would be? What's your favorite restaurant? What would be the dinner? What would be the meal? I'm good with just simple. I'm just good with Craig's, man. I'm good with just some good old Craig's, man. Craig's, Craig's in Hollywood. Craig, Craig's right there in, uh, I don't even know what city. Melrose. It? Melrose, yeah. That's right West Hollywood. What, yeah. yeah, right there on Melrose, man. Just pull up to Craig's, order my favorite meal, have some good company, glass of wine, you, couple glasses Craig's of wine. For, Craig's is known for the chicken parm. Are you going chicken parm or are you going, I'm going with steak? I'm going chicken parm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out with the little piggies in a blanket, get the pigs in the blanket, end up with the chicken parm, maybe a nice little dessert, couple glasses of wine. My night's set. Um, nothing more. I'm going to tell you right now, the thing I hate the most on earth is because this reminded me of the pigs in the blanket. Or you said piggies. The thing I hate the most on earth is ketchup. I hate it. I don't even want it on the table. I don't want it near me. It's disgusting. And I feel like you're the kind of guy that's going to drown it in some ketchup. I love ketchup, but I don't drown food in ketchup and I don't put pigs in a blanket in ketchup. I just go straight for it. Do you remember growing up when people would do the mayonnaise and the ketchup and mix it up at a cafeteria and dip their fries in it? <laughs> it's just shocking stuff. I mean, they just, I'm, you know, I'm Persian. I grew up in a foreign household. We weren't mixing up ketchup and mayonnaise, and that just wasn't a thing. No, no, that's not, that's not a thing ever. Is there, what, what do you? I hate ketchup. What do you hate? What's your, what's your ick? A anything with white cream, and anything with white sauce, blue cheese, ranch. You don't uh, eat ranch. You're, so you don't like ranch. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's gross. And when I see people eat it, I'm repulsed by it because what happens with the white cream, it's like in the corner of their mouths. And I can't tell <laughs> if it's, I can't, they're like eating it and it looks like baby spit up. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't like people that eat white sauce based foods. I won't eat it. Everyone knows my family. I don't eat it. I'm repulsed by it. And this is what people do now too. And they think I'm weird. They love to do the pizza and then dip it in ranch. It's it's and I've it's never such, got on board. It's so ridiculous because it's a it's a thing that everyone does. And it's I'm a pizza guy. That's like my guilty pleasure food. And to see someone ruin a good piece of za and throw it in some fucking ranch sauce is just gross. It's gross. Okay, so you're I know you're a pizza guy, and that is I by the way, that does ruin if the pizza tastes good, you're ruining the flavor okay, uh, by adding a ranch to it. Yeah, it's just that's you, insane. What, what, how do you taste the damn pizza if it's covered in a ranch? 
Yeah, I don't think in Italy when you're going to go get like the best pasta or pizza, they're like, if you had a ranch with Yeah, that. exactly. That's exactly great point. That's exactly, you don't need to say anything else. Now, actually, we might as well transfer this into the pet peeves of mine. Let's hear it. Are you a public bathroom goer? Number, number two, <laughs> and I'm not talking about number one. You, you told me before, and I think actually on a, on, a, on a past pod, you said that you only go at home or if you're on the road, a hotel, and you'll hold it in, and you'll only go in your own home base. You want the home court advantage. Home court advantage is a must. I'm not pulling over at a, at a damn uh, uh, sit-go and, and, and unlocking that door and going to the bathroom. <laughs> what if it's an emergency? What if you're on a road trip? So I'm telling you right now. I mean, an emergency is an emergency, man. If emergency is an emergency. I don't want to get graphic. I don't want to get graphic, but I don't people, want, I'd rather people, have it out of my body than in my body. People, people who and go, I, people who go to the bathroom number two in the in an airplane should absolutely be ashamed of themselves. What if it's an LA to New York flight? We're talking six hours. You're gonna hold it in. You're gonna be in pain. That's worst case scenario. If you gotta go, you gotta go. But it's still just so ridiculous, man. It's so disgusting too. I'm also so grossed out by people. Like I'm such a not, I'm not a people person. I'm not, I, I, I don't even like, I like my people. I like my kids. I care about my kids. Someone else's kid, I don't give a shit. I, I don't, don't, a little, I, I, I don't. I, I don't we want, want to take that out of the pod. You're not, I'm not, I don't care. I like my kids. I like uh, my children. So, okay. So you find I'm not, people I'm not, repulsive. I'm not a man of the people. I'm not a man of the people. What does that have to do with people going number two on a, uh, on a road game? It adds everything to it. I'm so grossed out by people that if I ever went to a bathroom where I smelt someone else's bathroom, I would immediately just be like offended. So would you go at your local gym? Would you, and if you had to go, would you go number two? It had to be a state-of-the-art gym. You know, we're talking about a nice Equinox where it's like a nice, clean, well-taken-care of bathroom. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in there. Am I going at wait, wait, a, I, th I think you're thinking, I think you're thinking of like, am I, am I going to LA go fitness? Am I going to LA fitness where like, you know, three, three TikTokers in there just blew that shit up. Like, no, I'm not going in there. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, no, thank you. I, no interest in doing that. Okay. We got to just say something really quick. Not that I'm like this big LA fitness. You are in LA goer. fitness. Yes, you are. Go ahead. You're better. Go but ahead. I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, it's not like I'm going in there and I'm just going to like close my eyes and hope for the best for the first five to 10 minutes I'm in there. I'm working for, I'm a, I'm a custodian. I'm working for LA Fitness. I'm cleaning up, putting paper down. I'm doing the whole thing. Brian Cardinal, the custodian, I am cleaning the whole thing up. And then on layers of toilet paper, maybe I would go. But like, you're acting like I'm just going to go and do my thing. And by the way, LA Fitness, it happens because that is where the marriage of pre-workout and protein shakes, unfortunately, collide. And yeah, people go to the bathroom and at the gym. It happens. It's disgusting. But it's a road game and you got to do it. And this is gross. I kind of want to take this out of the pod because I want people to think I'm some big, like, like big shitter out there that's just out there dropping deuces <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> no one's gonna, no, no one's gonna invite me over to their house ever again. It's going, foul. going, going at someone else's house is a no-no. I mean, going, if you have like a no, nah, man. If you're sleeping over someone's house, that's different, man. If you're like, if you're a guest at someone's house, then you're you're, you're using their bathroom, their you know their their guest room. That's no problem. If you're going to hang over someone's house and take a shit in their house, who the hell do you think you are? If you, I'm telling you right now, Pasha, you come over to my house this summer and just take a shit in my guest bathroom downstairs by the kitchen, I'm going to be hot. Like, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> that, that's my issue with your house, by the way, is that your guest bathroom is right next to the kitchen where everyone likes to meet up and hang out. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's meant to be there. It's meant to be there. Don't shit in here. It's, 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 a, it's a pee and wash and get out. It's not a stick around, close the door, and then bomb the bathroom, and then I'm over there cooking eggs and bacon, and I smell what you got cooking. I, I don't want nothing to do with that. Do we have time to talk about how your father kicked me out of your house about seven years ago? Or do we, is that not for this episode? Well, you brought it up. We might as well wrap it up with that. Let's wrap it up with that. First of all, I want you to know that the other day I was talking to your sister, and she was talking about your dad's Instagram, and I said, Doc doesn't have an Instagram. There's no chance. It's, it's appalling. It's appalling that my dad no. has an Instagram, and it's no, no. just Guess ridiculous. what? I looked it I looked it up. I searched it. Couldn't find. She goes, it's Doc Rivers. That's it. Couldn't find it. Come to find out, your dad had me blocked. <laughs> <laughs> your, your dad, Doc Rivers, had me blocked on Instagram. So I had Callie reach out to him. And days later, I had to sit there for days thinking that your dad just, by the way, I sat next to him on Thanksgiving this year. For days, I thought your father just blocked. You know what it takes to block someone on Instagram? You yeah. have to really not want to see what they're doing or hate them. And I, he had me blocked. And Callie actually talked to him and he unblocked me, messaged me. 
we follow each other all as well. So that was a small win the other day. There you go. Well, we all know how you got there. How did I get there? You got there because you're, you're, you're boys with Chandler Parsons, who is a huge role in trying to poach DeAndre Jordan from that Clippers team when DJ verbally committed to the Mavericks since 2016. No, 2015. Okay, so 2015. This is my side of that story really quick. And I'll give you the quick one. Me and Chandler were hanging out with DeAndre for weeks at a time. We're at his house playing pool basketball. We're doing the whole thing. Chandler's obviously doing his best. Very charming guy. He's talking to DeAndre and, you know, come to your own team. Forget the Clippers. DeAndre commits and we leave LA. Chandler's girlfriend at the time had a birthday in Vegas. He left. I came back to Orlando. I was hanging out with you. He committed. And at that time, no one's ever reneged on a commitment. We thought we were good. Chandler's sending DeAndre Zillow, like houses in Dallas, setting them up. And I remember we're at your house, your family's house to play pool basketball, which you claim to be the goat at. And we're at your house to play pool basketball. And your brother, Jeremiah, went upstairs to talk to your dad, came down, said, Austin, daddy wants to talk to you. You guys, you go up there. Did you say daddy or dad? (laughs) I think I said daddy. Did you say daddy? (laughs) Do you guys say daddy or dad? No one in my house calls him daddy. I mean, maybe when I was five, I called him daddy. Who the hell calls him? Do you call your dad daddy? (laughs) Absolutely not. But I just thought for some reason when I think about the story in my head that you guys said daddy. Daddy wants to talk to you (laughs) is is just the most insane thing I think I've ever heard you say. The only person that should be calling me daddy is your girlfriend can call me dad. My my, my girl called me daddy. That's about it. (laughs) Okay. We don't need to go there either. So anyways, you go upstairs, you come back down and you're like, hey, let's go to the gym and shoot. And I said, well, I thought we were going to play pool basketball. I'm in my bathing suit. Like, I'm not going to the gym. What the hell? You go, all right, man, I'm going to keep it real with you. My dad knows you're here and you got to go. And I was like, holy shit. So we left and I text Chandler immediately. Bro, I just got kicked out of the Rivers house. I think they're trying to get DeAndre back. I think they're flipping. And Chandler said, oh, yeah, he hasn't answered my text in a few days. I think, it's, I think he's gone, man. Let it go. And then that's how I was kicked out of your house because – you guys were in the motion of getting him back. We and I was just in the house. We secured it before you came over because when you came over, you're like, yeah, man, DJ, da 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 da. da. We we're like, yeah. But I remember telling you, like, man, I think, you know, you guys will have Spencer Hawes at center and you guys will figure it out. You know, DJ will be gone, but you have a stretch five and it'll be okay. And I was like, yep. Oh, I was gloating. You were gloating. And little did you know, we knew we were like, this dude's not going anywhere. That, 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 that yeah. whole situation had been. And then the emoji thing happened and, Remember the emojis on Twitter? They started tweeting on the, the Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce's the Paul tweeted of a-, a cartoon like a giant, like the same rocket that was in Toy Story, like a big ass <laughs> rocket. It was ridiculous. I, 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 yeah, I remember like the whole team started tweeting about it and or tweeting emojis. I think I even tweeted emoji, and I wasn't even involved in the original emoji thing. I, you know, it was, it was the whole thing was all over the place. I, it was funny. And then to put a to put a to put a bow tie at the end of that story, he ends up playing for the Mavericks in a couple of years. Yeah, it was a different DeAndre though. Yeah, I mean, were you guys happy to have him back? Did you know like what was that? What was going on? Was it like a big celebration, or was it just? Well, at the time, he was instrumental to the team's success, and you know, this is like fresh off an Olympic, I think, gold medal at the time, or I think he was, yeah, you know, so it was a big deal, man. You know, for him to remain in in LA. Yeah. All right. Well, I love talking. I know you got to catch a flight. You're going to Austin to meet with the team. You guys are playing the Spurs there. Yep. Every game, every game's important. So good luck. Hope you feel Appreciate better. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. And I just want to end the pod by saying you got to go. Daddy wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>